Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Okay, guys. <laughs> Two things about last night's show. Number one is <clears throat> what did I say about electronics misbehaving when there's a spirit attachment? Well, my phone decided to add the part that the last part that said end spirit attachment. My uh, phone decided to add that six times. <laughs> the exact section or segment was added six times. I kept trying to add the music and it wouldn't add it in the program would shut down. Six times it happened. And I'm like, I don't know, someone's messing with me. <laughs> but I know that I don't have a, a spirit attachment. Maybe my phone does. I should probably check it. <laughs> All right, Archangel Michael just came. I asked him, he cut it. I, I'm multitasking all the time lately. The other thing is I forgot to say that when you go to a place where there's a lot of uh, sexual feelings, <coughs> nudity, such as a public swimming pool, sauna, bathhouse, but especially the hot tub places. I don't know if you've ever been to a hot tub place. I love taking a, a hot tub, but I've gone to places where the energy and the spirits and the vibration was so low and so spirit attachy energy that I just couldn't even be- begin to take a bath, you know, like I'm just like, I'm done, you know? So I don't know. It's just like, I could never do it. Like there's hot tub places that like in Santa Barbara, I used to go to one and had a very high vibration. I think they saged it out and, you know, did a lot of lovely, um, like meditational and crystals and smoke and all kinds of cool stuff. But, um, my boyfriend and I used to go there every week. We would go every Saturday to relax and unwind and it's like little individual compartments with a hot tub in it and there was no roof and they had this massive tree it was this huge like two or three hundred year old oak tree and in the tree they had um lights the white lights and beyond that you could see the stars it was like one of the most romantic places ever they would bring you um like cold drinks or whatever you wanted and and pipe in whatever kind of music you chose and you just hung out and between um people being in the hot tub they would drain the water and clean it out with bleach so that was really cool and i loved going to that place but in colorado i tried to go with my friend and it just it wasn't happening we walked in there and he's like what the hell this energy is so crappy we need to get out of here and we left and we brought a spirit back with us to the hotel and he was in the room and he was like oh my god there's like a spirit in here this is like really bad and what his uh 
higher guidance person had told him his uh, spiritual teacher who was still incarnate was that if you suspect there's a spirit and this is really creepy <laughs> you pee in the toilet and leave it unflushed it's creepy for me because I'm a Virgo <laughs> and you keep all the um, the stuff up the toilet seats up men here's an excuse for you I'm sorry sweetie I didn't flush the toilet and I left the seat up because I suspected there was a spirit attached to the room <laughs> I'm helping you out here man <laughs> all right so I just I forgot to mention it last night wanted to mention it um, you could get you could you could pick up spirit attachments in those places too like again any place where there's like nudity or semi nudity and kind of the potential kind of ooh sort of feelings that's like it is a hotbed literally and figuratively oh and also like tanning booths can also be you know because people kind of get naked and they start feeling kind of ooh la 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 and then they leave that energy and then that's attracting the negative low vibration and then the next person comes in and it's the same thing and there's that gym that purple gym that says no lunks what is that Anyway, they, um, I've heard of a lot of people that their challenge is to join this like $19 a month gym and see how many people they could have sex with on the tanning bed because the tanning beds are also free and a part of the gym membership. I don't know. It was like, maybe it's just a Detroit thing. It was something I heard a couple different times talking to random people. And I said, oh, I think I want to join that gym. And then that was the next thing out of their mouth. And I'm like, gross. Ew. Now I'm never going to take it. Well, I mean, I'm a redhead. I don't need to look tan, right? Anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. So those are things, notes from yesterday. Um, and speaking of a weird pee situation, my son and I were gone all day long yesterday and we got home or actually, no, he actually went to go see his girlfriend and bring her, um, some almond roca. We found homemade almond roca locally and we got a bunch of samples for free. <coughs> and he's like, I'm going to go surprise her. And so he went to her uh, university to meet her after her class to surprise her with almond roca. Oh my God, right? Cutest thing ever. So I took a taxi home and because we had been out shopping, I took a taxi home with all my uh, stuff. And, um, okay, Applewood smoked bacon. Don't judge me. <laughs> oh, my God, best bacon in the whole freaking world. <laughs> oh, my God. As a Muslim, I'm probably going to Muslim hell. All right. I don't eat pork except for that. Oh, the bacon, I can't stop. It's so good. And it's healthy because it's, like, all organic. And it's just, oh, this Applewood smoked bacon is, like, oh, my God. Anyway, um... Off of that subject entirely. So I come home and I was home. Well, basically enough time to change out of my clothes and put the world's most embarrassing outfit I possibly could ever have had in my life on. And then the neighbor who I've never met knocks on the door and asks for his catalogs back. He had given my son catalogs for Tupperware and bras for women, which was super weird and awkward. And he's asking me if I was interested. I'm like, first of all, your bra catalog is for women with small boobs. <laughs> it doesn't apply to me. And <laughs> I can't afford your, you know, $40 
plastic thermoses. So I'm like, hit me up in two months. I might want some Tupperware then. Right now, I'm just using poor man's Tupperware in case I get deported next week. Which I won't. My paperwork, thank you God, is it's on its way. Everything's going to be fine. But this whole paperwork issue has been super stressful. So my heart goes out to every single person trying to immigrate into any country ever. <laughs> oh my God. It's like so expensive and so much work. And if you get one paper out of place, it go, mm, no. <sighs> so... I get home, I'm in the most world's most embarrassing outfit, I'm burning up, I'm sweating like crazy, because I just carried all these groceries up three flights of stairs, and I had just been walking, and it was just, I was like hot, I was just like, God, I'm burning up, and um, so I let him in, we're talking, I hand him back his catalogs, and he leaves, and my son comes home within probably, I don't know, three minutes, and he's all, hey, what's up, I'm all, yeah, so like, your friend, the karate instructor was here, and God's catalogs back <clears throat> and um and my son's like oh man he's like I can't talk I've got to go to I've got to go to the bathroom goes into the bathroom and it looks like um somebody that we know who moved away like six months ago came into our house broke into our house to use the bathroom and peed all over my son's bathroom all over the whole freaking thing and then he left and he didn't leave I mean He's he's a millionaire. He's eccentric as as you know what. He's just a crazy millionaire. He's someone who's worked with well some of the billionaires of the world. Okay, I'm not gonna say his name, but he's he he came into my house and did this. And the only time this has ever happened in our apartment ever was the last time he was here on Christmas night, drunk as hell. So obviously he came over. We weren't here. Pulled out his pick locking kit. He now apparently carries in his backpack. And peed all over my son's bathroom. And we were like, what the hell? What the hell? Like, our doors were locked when we when we came home. And then today, I left the house for like 10 minutes to go to the store next door. I came back, and I my key wouldn't fit in my lock, and I couldn't open my door. And I'm like, oh, there's something weird going on. I don't know what's going on. I need to figure it out, but... So weird, like bizarre lock-related crap today after yesterday on my show. What am I mentioning? Things about locks. And I'm like, uh, I gotta baby sage out my place, go get some Florida water, make some holy water, mix it up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So today I was talking to... Um, various people on Fiverr. I was super pleased. I've had 600 new listens in the past three days. That is unprecedented. Um, like 159 plays yesterday alone. And so I was like, this is really cool. I'm going to get a sponsor really, really soon. And after I thought that within five minutes, holy milagritos, Batman, I had a small miracle. Uh, Spotify is my new sponsor of all people. They are um, paying me almost double what Anchor was paying me, which, you know, so almost two pennies per listen. Almost, not quite. <laughs> I have to get like three less listens to make a whole, you know, two pennies. But it's uh, pretty cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I got a new sponsor. So luckily, I'm stepping up my game just ever so slightly. 
I went from 40 listeners to 44 on average per episode. So I'm, I'm climbing it up, going up itty bitty by itty bitty bit. <laughs> Getting ready to sit down and record the show. And I get a really weird email or um, Twitter message from Chris Pine. Yeah, the actor, Chris Pine. He added me a long time ago. And I have famous people adding me once in a great while on Twitter. Um, and usually like uh, like Glamour Magazine UK decided to follow me. And Glamour USA followed me out of nowhere. Um, I didn't follow them first. They followed me first. Every now and again, like I think there's a, a paper in Detroit. I mentioned Detroit once. I did like hashtag Detroit and suddenly one of the local newspapers or something was following me. And so every now and again, I'll say something about somewhere, you know, California. Now all of a sudden the state of California follows me. So I get like these random people following me and every now and again, a celebrity will follow me first. One of them was a, um, a a baseball player. I didn't even, I didn't even watch sports. Some really famous baseball players started following me once. And because of that, then a couple other people followed me. And this guy who's super famous, oh, Tyrese, Tyrese Gibson followed me. And I swear to God, I think I actually might have met him back in the day before he was famous. And he dated my friend's sister and so I like keep going, Mimi, Mimi, you're, you're the Tyrese I know, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a minute. You're the one I told you you're going to be famous, man. So I don't know if it's that Tyrese or if it's just another Tyrese that I knew. But anyway, so now, every now and again, I get famous people. Chris Pine. And I'm like, who the hell is Chris Pine? I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> and I look him up. I'm like, oh, my God, he's Spock on Star Trek, the new one. Oh, my God. Of course I know who he is. Duh. I didn't even, I forgot his name. I don't hardly ever, I don't pay attention. I'm only a writer for movies. I don't pay attention to the actual movie. <laughs> oh God. So, and he's also, he was in the princess diaries too. And I, I loved those movies. I, my kids grew up watching these movies. So I don't know. He just, he just wrote, he, he added me and then he said hello to me. Oh no, he added me and then I followed him back. And then he said, thank you for the follow back with a smile. And I'm like, ah, all right, well, yeah, no problem. You know, whatever. And then I didn't hear from him for like months. He must've been filming a movie or something. Today he freaking writes me and he says, so how long have you been a fan? (laughs) And, And I'm like, who the hell are you again? I didn't say that, but I'm all, who the hell is this guy again? I totally forgot again who this guy is. I go and look it up again. I'm all, oh, yeah, Star Trek and Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah. And I'm all, oh, well, to be honest, you followed me. I thought you were my fan. How, do you listen to my show? <laughs> oh, we'll see how he responds to that or if he deletes me. Oh, my God. I hope he listens to my show because he is a good actor. I wish he would get more work, though, to be honest, because I think he is, like, more than capable of getting a tremendous amount of work. He's, he's talented. He's certainly good looking, but, anyway. <laughs> but I'm just like, I got this face amnesia and I don't remember people's names. I'm just like, who the hell is this guy again? Why is he saying I'm his fan? What is he famous? <laughs> oh my God. I'm so embarrassed. Cause I, cause like when I don't know people, like when I, I, I ran into, um, was it Kyle McLaughlin and I, I didn't know who the hell he was at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I just like spent an hour in Virgin Megastore, like listening to music and dancing with him. And we had like the best time in the whole wide world. And he left and my friends like, holy crap, you just spent it, you know, all this time with Kyle McLaughlin. I'm like, who? <laughs> I do this all the time. <laughs> You know, like, I think it was Scott Bayo. I was all, hey, how are you, man? And I, I just didn't recognize him for a few minutes. And then when I did, I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and I, I always think I know people, like, from high school or something. It's so stupid. And then I find out later, wait a minute. Wait, I don't know you at all. How do I know you? And they're like, oh, I'm famous. <laughs> and when I met my roommate that I lived with who was a famous star the same, the same thing I'm all wait a minute I know you from somewhere she's like well I am rather famous I acted in movies with Elvis Presley I'm all no that's not it I saw you the health food store last week and she's like fine <laughs> she hands me a joint she's like you want to smoke with me I'm all yeah move over <laughs> move over woman <laughs> I don't know just my life is crazy I don't live in LA anymore and I still I'm in Ecuador and I, I've still managed to meet famous people I've met two famous musicians here oh not yet Peter Frampton I'm waiting for that one based on that crazy dream crazy awesome dream that I had all right so um <clears throat> Before we get to tonight's topic, um, I'm going to yeah, go over my usual stuff that we do every day. And um, But tonight's topic was supposed to be Weird News Wednesday. And the thing is, um, there's so many other stories and news from around the world that I got <coughs> a little excited about. It's not all weird. <laughs> so when I call this um, Happy Hump Day and news of the weird, weird, wild, and wonderful, then you're going to understand why I called it that. <laughs> I'm going to keep you guessing, though, for right this moment. <laughs> Today's um, Ascension Symptoms Scale, we are at 97. So, yeah, we're climbing. Um, are we climbing? Let's see, where were we yesterday? Yesterday, we are at 98. We went back down one. You know, it's not as bad as yesterday, but... We're still, you know, we're still in that zone. You know, it's still, um, there's still some things, still some things going on. A lot of people have been, oh, this is, oh, this is really weird. Why So Serious channel, by the way, that's also, add that to the list of ones that are still uncompromised and good to listen to. Um, she did a an episode today that was released, I don't know, kind of in the morning, and she said, if you have any negative entities attached to you, you have to say Kodoish, 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 Adonai Sabaoth, and then use your pendulum and use kinesthesiology testing in order to make sure that there's no one or nothing attached to you. And I'm like, is she one of my fans? Does she listen to my show? Because holy moly, I just said this yesterday in my show. So I'm like, hmm, I don't think she listened to my show, but maybe she does. And if she does, hey, I'm glad you listened to my show. But she said some things that made a lot of freaking sense. And maybe she's just trying to explain some of the stuff that I mentioned in my show about where people are just falling to the wayside, suddenly getting into the weird negative, like, opposite of ascension. They're, like, almost going into a de-evolution again or, like, a 
I don't know, descension? Is that a thing? <laughs> What's it called when you go down the go down in an elevator <laughs> to the basement? <laughs> so descension, descending, descending, I guess. Anyway, instead of ascending, you're descending. So I don't know. I mean, but she had some cool explanations. So if you want to go, she talks about the false ascension. And some people are getting like uh, spirit attachments and negative entities attached to them, giving them faulty information that gets uh, worse and worse over time. You know, like, let's take negative energy in our bodies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's BS. Don't do that. I mean, you know, hey, let's just drink poison now that we're in the fifth dimension. It won't hurt at all. Just kidding. Don't do that. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with people? Um, there's a lot of a lot of really crappy advice suddenly out of nowhere and it's like half the people I once in a while would listen to I had to delete them out of my life (laughs) so you know again just use your your discernment but yeah actually if you want if you think you have a spirit attachment her way of doing it was also extremely valid and very good and slightly different than mine even though she uses two or three of the techniques but she had a different way of going about it excellent advice so i highly recommend going to the why so serious spelled s-i-r-i-u-s um like the dog star planet she's um extremely talented when it comes to being able to see with her physical eyes as well as her higher state vision all kinds of energy she is a trippy 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 woman and i adore her and appreciate her crazy Hayoka energy. She's amazing. She's not terribly funny, but she's got kind of a funny energy to her, like a Hayoka energy that's like she's definitely a shaman. Anyway, so I wanted to mention that because how weird is that? She's mentioned the same stuff I am. What? Okay, today's activity in the Shaman Resonance is started at 4 30 a.m. UTC time with peaks rising to 8. I'm sorry, 18, not 8. Peaks peaks rising in like hardly anything above baseline. (laughs) Sorry. Peaks rising to 18 hertz, 22 and 25 hertz. After that, the highest values of today arrived, 28 hertz at 10.50, and then 40 hertz, woot, woot, 40 hertz (laughs) at 11.45 UTC time. Followed by another isolated peak at 25 hertz at 10.30 UTC. Now we're getting a little bit. We're we're not going to be rushing into it. It looks like we're going to be gently climbing the peak. So 40 is good. Nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty cool, actually. Pretty cool indeed. Um, to keep my own energy pure and clear, in addition to all the energy crap I do, like on a pretty regular base, basis, is it, you know, including constantly talking to my higher guidance and um, clearing out my mental body and my emotional body and asking Archangel Michael to help me on a pretty regular basis. He's pretty busy around me. Oh, and yesterday I met a lady with the Archangel Michael medal on her neck and I was like, oh yeah. And she also had a star of David, even though she's Catholic. She's like, I just love the energy of it. I go, me too. I do too. I love all, you know, there's good things in every religion. Like I told you guys before, I mean, when people die around me, I I just want to sit Shiva and I'm not even Jewish, you know? (laughs) There's some really beautiful things in every religion, actually. So anyway, um, 
I don't know. So I'm constantly doing stuff, but to keep my energy uh, pure, I decided, well, my higher guidance decided for me that I should be reading one lesson, at least the first sentence of every bit of A Course in Miracles. So eventually you guys get the gist of it and you're going to get some of the energy of it. I encourage you, if you feel inclined or resonate with this energy, please go get the download app or go to ACIM.org and start reading the lessons for yourself because they are a huge help. Oh, the minute I said that, I just got a nice bout of tinnitus in my left ear for a minute. That was crazy energy. All right. Everything's cool. Lesson four in A Course in Miracles today says, These thoughts do not mean anything. They are like the things I see in this room, on the street, from this window, in this place. These thoughts do not mean anything. They are like the things I see in this room, on the street, from this window, and in this place. So you could follow that up with, I mean, you should read the whole lesson, but follow that up with, um, all right, I'm going to give myself away for a minute here. (laughs) This thought about this sweater does not mean anything. It's like the things I see in this room, on the street, and so on. This thought about this donut does not mean anything. It's like the things I see in this room, on the street, and so on. <laughs> the thought I have about these donuts, I bought donuts next door. They, they stirred them too long. When you stir any kind of batter too long, it gets tough and old tasting. And well, that's what they did. No, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> All right. So after my sponsor ad please listen through it's about a minute and a half you got a minute and a half to run to the bathroom go grab an iced tea sit by the pool whatever you want to (laughs) do go make some popcorn whatever you want to do i don't know what you people do (laughs) go do whatever let it play out please and i'll be right back Happy hump day news of the weird, wild, and wonderful. (laughs) I have several stories to get through tonight. The first one, I would have to consider it to be slightly political, politically weird. And also it's, it's wonderful because I happen to love the people of Hong Kong, basically, because I want to go there. I love the fact that a lot of people in Hong Kong, when they come home from work, slap on their best pajamas and go out grocery shopping. The um, <laughs> the government of Hong Kong is not so happy about it. They don't think it's a good image or look for their people <laughs> as far as the rest of the world is concerned. But me personally, I-, I love the pajama look. I think it's super adorable, especially when they're walking through the grocery stores with their little fluffy bunny slippers. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> but something that's not so cute is what the uh, government of China is trying to do to Hong Kong. As you know, Hong Kong was under British rule for a long, long time. And just a few years ago, the British decided to just up and out of it and turn the country over to China. Instead of giving the, this nation its sovereignty, either that or China took over. I can't remember now. 
I don't know what timeline, but what timeline am I on again? I don't know. But according to their mutual agreement between the two countries, Hong Kong had the right to rule itself without the Chinese government interfering until the year 2047, which gives them 50 years to figure crap out and to make sure that China doesn't actually take over their country with their own laws. Now, China has just decided that they're going to go ahead and start a law that will extradite anybody from Hong Kong directly to China, put them in jail without a trial if they break the law in China, even though they are in Hong Kong. So the wonderful part about this is over 1 million people in Hong Kong got together, took over the streets on Saturday. This just this past Saturday, <clears throat> over a million people marching, de- um, demonstrating, protesting and follow that up. They were overnight. They had a sit in overnight all the way through Sunday. I think that's wonderful. People are so angry at the government of China that they're banding together and unification is always to me, at least a wonderful thing. So the people that are priests, people that are religious in Hong Kong are scared because religion is banned in China. You see how bad this can get, right? People who are filmmakers, documentarians are very upset. They're scared that they can be, they could go without trial without the help of any lawyers, just straight to jail in China. If they get extradited, this is not going to fare well. People, if this law passes, they are now calling for, um, the oh I forgot her name now oh my god I want to say I I can't even say I want to say it's there's a P and a CH in her name anyway is it Pamela Chen no I I can't remember now anyway they're calling for her to step down that's what over a million people were calling so we're hoping that they just rule against the extradition I mean it's going to create a lot of logistical nightmares legally speaking but Okay, we, we don't have time for that. We're going to the next thing. The, um, <laughs> the Eastern Hognose Snake. That's right. The North Carolina Department of Parks and Recreation have put out another warning for this year, saying that the um, snake, Eastern Hognose Snake, that grows up to four feet. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> they probably have Napoleon complex, not just because of their size. Just you wait. These snakes are also known as zombie snakes. Ooh, there's part of the weird news for tonight. <laughs> That's right. Zombie snakes will roll over and play dead. <laughs> They will keep their mouth open as if they are dead. They will look every bit as dead as they possibly can. They'll even make their body look like it has rigor mortis and they'll be a little stiff. That is until you go, oh, look, son, a dead snake. And you grab them and you try to move them over away from the path. (laughs) That's when they roar to life and scare the crap out of people. (laughs) 
Now, this snake is non-poisonous, but it would like you to believe otherwise because it has a flaring neck that is very cobra-like in appearance, and it will start repeatedly repeatedly um, striking (laughs) with its flaring neck at you if you dare touch it. It roars to life in such a crazy fashion that it's just, it's, it's comical. I think that some people go to these parks just to play with these snakes because they're so crazy. <laughs> they have um, fangs, but only in the rear of their mouth, which is kind of in and of itself kind of weird, it, which means like when it gets its prey inside its mouth, nothing happens until the prey gets to the back of its mouth and then the rear fangs will pop. Oh, it's so gross. Ew, it's so gross. It'll pop its prey. Ew. <laughs> so... The only thing that really truly happens to people is if they have a slight allergy, they might have a little bit of swelling, but usually the snake is harmless, although it does not want you to believe that. It will even buzz its tail as if it's a rattlesnake to try to get you to think it's a different kind of snake. So... Hey, look at me. I'm a cobra. Hey, look at me. I'm a striking snake. Hey, look at me. I got a rattle on my tail. And then when you don't fall for any of this crap, all this drama, (laughs) it's like the drama queen of snakes, okay? (laughs) He'll then just roll over and play dead as if nothing ever happened until you go to touch it again. And then all the drama ensues (laughs) once more. (laughs) Tell me that God does not smoke weed, okay? to have created such a comical creature. So this one is mysterious and weird and not in a good way. This next story is a little, a little crazy, okay? Do not take your vacation in Punta Cana, in Punta Cana, in the Dominican Republic, in Bahia Principe. Six Americans have died after drinking scotch oh and i love scotch so i mean i can't even go there i'm not going to take a chance they drank scotch from the mini bars of their hotels well one of them the other ones use their mini bars but they no one knows what they drink they never woke up they went to sleep and never woke up they uh had autopsies done the families said hey what happened we need answers so the autopsies were done and it turns out they had respiratory failure due to fluid in the lungs nobody knows what the hell is happening they can't figure it out it's a crazy mystery now i mean granted thousands and thousands and thousands of people go there every year and even from america you know from north america from, from the United States, but six Americans from the United States have died and three in the month of May. So pretty crazy stuff, right? The House of Commons in that country, they say it's a mystery. They haven't been able to figure it out. They're still trying to figure it out. I don't know. I think it's a combination. Maybe they ate something and then drank from the mini bar. You know, maybe they had an allergy and then the two things in combination, you know, I just have a feeling it's something like that, but just crazy stuff, right? All right. Next to, uh, 
So next to that, I have another uh, story that is wonderful and wild. This is in Canada. A couple days ago, the Canadian Parliament passed the Free Willy Bill. Free Willy was a movie, I think in the 90s, late 90s, was it? About a little boy who rescued a killer whale and released it all on his own. Movie I still have yet to see. I should probably go see it now that I now that I know about it again. Um, basically, this is this is a, a, a law now that you literally cannot hold a porpoise, a whale, or a dolphin in captivity any longer. And if you get caught doing so, it's a hundred fifty thousand dollars fine. Now, there are three exceptions, and one I don't agree with and makes me a little upset, but that one is scientific research, or if you find a sick animal and you're going to rehabilitate it, or if it is a rescue animal. Um, Well, in case it got, I don't know, I guess it'd be the same thing as, you know, rehab or you rescuing it from somebody who was illegally holding it, maybe. I don't know. But the Green Party does call this a triumph. They're happy now. They said that these intelligent social mammals now have the opportunity to live where they belong in the open ocean. And I agree with them. Okay, now back to the weird. This one is really weird. Uh, Elton John has been a legend my whole life. He is a wonderful, wonderful singer, songwriter, performer. Oh, my God. Notoriously gay, notoriously known for copious drug use, all kinds of wonderful, fun style things. Well, there's a movie about him called Rocket Man. (laughs) And this movie has been completely and totally banned in the nation of Samoa because of the drug use shown in the movie, which is illegal in Samoa, as well as acts of sodomy, men kissing each other, and any acts of basic homosexuality. So they have just went ahead and banned the movie entirely from their nation. Russia did not want to ban ban it from their country. Russia went ahead and just clipped out the parts in which men were performing oral sex on each other, or kissing each other, or having sex with each other, any form of love between a normal heterosexual couple would have been shown, but because it's men with men, they decided not to show that because, you know, they're behind the times a few eons, and, well, basically, they they did clip out about five minutes of the movie. In Samoa, acts of sodomy between two consenting adults will land them both in jail for seven years. So, I don't know. They also banned the Da Vinci Code because it says that, uh, you know, basically Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. And because it didn't say in the Bible, I guess the island nation of Samoa is Christian and they don't have a separation of church and state. Huh, that's too bad, isn't it? Now, this one's another weird one. It's also political. Venezuela. We've all hashtag pray for Venezuela. We've all been there. Mentioned it even yesterday. I love my Venezuelan um, 
friends that I've made over the past couple years. And my son has made more friends than me from Venezuela. And so we hear about the plight of this country, very beautiful country. Oh my gosh. You need to go see pictures of this place. This is such a beautiful place, but I don't know what happened. The people of Venezuela that I've spoken to pretty much said an evil dictator took over their government and uh, made it so that all the infrastructures no longer have money going to them. Runways and airports have um, pretty much just been eaten up and eroded away. They're not being maintained. And so flights cannot land or take off any longer from Venezuela, except for maybe a couple places, but they don't have the money to repair. So it's extremely dangerous now. Uh, Rice costs $4,000 for a pound for enough rice to feed four people or 4,000 their own money, I guess. So no one has very much money. All of the university jobs were taken away. All of the high level professional jobs were taken away. People's land was taken away, people's livestock and all of their crops were burned. And now this is information we've gotten from people we know personally who had this stuff happen to them directly as a direct result of the government and the evil dictator that took over. Well, Russia has come along and said that they now want to help Venezuela suddenly out of nowhere, even though they've been suffering for uh, a couple years now, three years, I think. And basically they said that they're going to trade with Venezuela in Russian rubles. <laughs> and uh, China is now going to get in on this as well. So now there's going to be trade between Russia, China, and Venezuela, I can see some political issues with the United States. They're trying to get around the United States sanctions and not using American dollars. So I could kind of see where this is okay. And maybe Russia wants to help Venezuela. I think it's more of a political thing. I just, it's just a feeling I got not a good, I I don't got a good feeling about this. I really don't. (laughs) Um, They are now, Russia is putting out news on the South American news website. Um, I think it's called Sur America News. I can't remember right now. I wrote it down somewhere. Okay, which I can't read my writing. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, They're saying that the, because of the sanctions with the American dollar not allowed in Venezuela, that Americans are somehow blocking food and medicine to the country. From what my friends have told me, no, that's not true at all. So I don't trust anything that any of the news agencies are reporting, to be honest. Not from my country, not from any country. I'm I'm only trusting what I'm hearing from the people directly. And what I've heard from them, they said, no, it is, it, it's not good. Not good at all. So basically, it, it it's a cause for concern. It really is. They want to do this workaround with Russian rubles so that they can start to weaken the American dollar and take away the strength of the American economy. And I could see where that would be, you know, I could see that. I could see why they want to do that, obviously. But I don't know. Uh... All right, so I looked it up. It is called Telesur English. So it's basically news about South American uh, countries in English. So, okay, 
One of the people here wrote in, uh, wrote a little thing. All right, so this guy writes that one dollar in the United States money USD equals sixty four point eight eight Russian rubles, and a hundred Russian rubles equals one point five four USD. Now the Venezuelan Bolivar Boliviaranis, I can't even say Boliviaranis. Is that even right? Boliviaris, Bolivars, Boliviaris. That's it. Sorry, it's really hard to pronounce. I love their money, by the way, beautiful money. But their currency is basically one United States dollar equals two hundred and forty-eight thousand five hundred sixty-seven. Point eighty Venezuelan bol- Bolivares. <sighs> so two hundred fifty thousand of theirs equals one of ours. Dude, that is really, really messed up. Now one Russian ruble equals fifteen cents of theirs. So I don't know. Russia wants to go in and start doing trade deals and start kind of helping the country recover, which is a noble gesture, but I believe it's political. Now, when Hugo Chavez was the president before he died, when the uh, Bush administration, W, refused to help people on the East Coast who could not afford the exorbitant high bills of, you know, basically their gas bills, Cesar Chavez stepped in, even though there were sanctions against his country, and he gave barrels of oil to as donation so that people wouldn't die. They would not freeze to death in their homes, which I thought at the time was very sweet. But talking to Venezuelans, they said, no, it was a, it was just a political move. So it's just basically a machismo move. <laughs> you know, to kind of show that he's the bigger man and our president is not a man at all because he won't protect his own people. So there's been a lot of crap between, you know, Venezuela and the United States. And unfortunately, the the beautiful and wonderful people of Venezuela have been caught in the middle of this. And obviously, hashtag pray for Venezuela. They're always in my hearts and minds. And, you know, I met a couple of people from Venezuela yesterday and they're just the sweetest people in the world. They've been here actually in Cuenca longer than me. The people I met yesterday, and I thought that was pretty cool. And they run the best Mexican restaurant ever. Oh my God. Super good Mexican food. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what to think about it other than this is just really weird and it could lend, it's some bad things can happen. You know, um, the United States is not, people from the United States are not allowed in Venezuela. They are to be shot on sight. I have a friend who is Canadian who lives in Venezuela. And that's what he told me because he's talked to police there. And that's what they said. Oh yeah, no, we're the immigration. When he came over the border, they thought he was American and, and he was almost arrested. So I don't know. The whole thing is a mess. Still pray for that beautiful country. And those beautiful people there, because I love them all. All the people, at least, that I've personally met. So, all right. Now, I just don't even know. This one's weird in a bad way, too. The Masterpiece Cake Shop is now being sued 
for the third time. Basically because he refuses service to a customer who wants to be a customer. He's now refusing service to a trans woman. This is the third lawsuit against him involving discrimination against customers based on gender, identity, or sexual orientation. Why you gotta be like that, Jack? Yeah, that's his name, Jack Phillips. Why? Why? He uh, refused to bake a cake for a same-sex wedding, and he is was sued last year uh, for basically refusing to bake or sell a cake that he already had had there to someone because she was transgender, and now this is another anti-transgender cake baking situation. What a weirdo, you know? Isn't the point of having a business to have a business? You make something, you sell something. It's money. Bada boom, bada bing. People are happy. Your cake is good. Their money's good. What, is their money not green enough for you? What the hell is wrong with people? That's weird. 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 I don't get it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and mm, take 20% of my own business away from myself because I want to discriminate. That's illegal, dude. Why? That's illegal. Oh, my God. People just irritate me sometimes, obviously. And I don't want to judge the guy. But he's like shooting himself in the own in his own foot. You know? I, I, I'll never understand people that just refuse service to somebody because they don't like their lifestyle. It's like none of your damn business. It's, you know, I don't know. It just, oh, I'm glad he's being sued. But still, like, what the hell? Anyway, speaking about what the hell, <laughs> this is Gay Pride Month. There's going to be a lot of gay-related, trans-related, a lot of pride-related stuff in the LGBTQIA community. Some good, some bad, some just really strange So not only did um, dump (coughs) President Trump um, (laughs) uh, tell the embassies and consulates not to fly the pride flag, but yesterday Mike Pence said that, well, basically he's on the wrong side of history. Yep, one more freaking time. Yesterday he defended the flag ban, saying that it was quote-unquote the rank decision. He's another butt dart that needs to be with the other guy. Uh, by butt dart, I mean we need to dart his butt to a wall. <laughs> like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> what part of, you know, equality is, like, so hard to freaking get? What part of equality is so hard to understand? I don't get it. Speaking of equality, don't you think the babies should be equal? Because I do. But apparently in the, get this, you just can't make this stuff up, people. In the city of Texas City, Texas. I mean, could you get any more generic? (laughs) In the city of Texas City, Texas, a mother was Misty Dojiro was breastfeeding her baby in the shallow end of the public pool and she was asked to leave and she's like what basically he said you can't have your two breasts out 
A teenage boy is telling a woman to put away her breasts? Um, what? Okay. Maybe that was uncalled for. Maybe that's not okay to say, but what? Really? Are you kidding me right now? He said, you're not allowed to do that here. And he kicked her out. She had two other little kids with her, and she said, you know what? I don't want to make a scene in front of my children, obviously. Hello. But the next day, you best believe that all of the mothers with babies in that area and millions of women around the world have stood up in solidarity. Yes. With Misty Dojiro, because this is wrong. Babies have a right to eat babies, especially newborns. Her baby was a newborn. Her baby is 10 months old, but still they, they need to feed every couple of hours, you know, and you know, was she supposed to get back in her van and her, let her baby cry for like the 30 minutes home when she could just whip it out? But a boom, but a bing, baby's happy. Everyone's happy. Things are cool. You know, it's just so easy. And, and she said, I always cover my breasts up. I wasn't being out, out, um, like crazy about it. I was just there in the corner of the pool by myself. No one could see me. And then this guy figured it out and came over and stared at her and told her to put them away. But a nurse in followed where women who were nursing their babies came and stood in front of the, in the, from the public pool and they all just nursed their babies out in front. <laughs> and she said, you know, I, I won't stand for this and I'm going to actually go back there. And if my baby needs to eat, I will feed my baby again. If they want to kick me out every day, they will. Well, they've gotten a lot of angry letters and a lot of people around the world are standing up for her and good for them because you know what? Come on. That's what breasts are for. They're not sexual objects. You know, they are a part of a woman's natural body and part of something that helps to feed a child. It's as natural as a freaking tree or a rock or a sun, but people have sexualized and objectified women for so long. Well, people, you know, you know, which people I mean, but <laughs> We're not going to go there either, but because I have nothing against men and it's not all men. It's just certain men that unfortunately are in public office usually that are against stuff like this. And so talk about someone else on the wrong side of history. The person who kicked her out <laughs> uh, in the city of Texas City, Texas. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, let's talk about another thing in Dallas. This is this is weird news. This is good weird news. A bright blue flash, a bright blue light was so bright over Dallas, Texas. So I think it was like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago now. It was so bright over Dallas, Texas that it was it was captured by a man's dash cam and it lit the whole sky pale blue and it turned a bright a black night sky into day for a flash of a second same thing happened on the 18th of january but it was a giant boom and then a flash and people thought that might have been a bolide or a meteor crashing to the earth but they didn't know what the boom was for what it was but they thought maybe it's a transformation transformation a transformer <laughs> an electrical transformer blowing up which makes sense but they still weren't sure well i don't know this last one they don't know what it was at all it was just all of a sudden big blue bright light from the ground and it lit the whole sky as if it was day 
really, really, really weird stuff, man. All right. There was also a really bright object seen above China. They, the people are believing that it launched from Beijing. A lot of people are speculating whether or not it was a nuclear missile. But what was in the newspaper was really strange. This is really weird. The official party line, i.e. communist government, said... Do you believe there are UFOs was the headline of the article that just said there was a flash of light in the sky. Do you believe there are UFOs? And they kind of just left it at that. That's what was all over the social media. But this was seen over Beijing and pretty much went from the seaport area to the western part of China and all the cities in between the two places saw this bright bright white light streaking across the sky and they think if it was a nuclear missile test it probably fell into the desert in China so that was another weird one though I mean do you believe there are UFOs like whoa right without any explanation like literally zero explanation is more like we're going to influence people to believe that's what it was instead of like what it was actually crazy stuff this is another weird one quick one was um you know the the singing super sensation rihanna well we've been pronouncing her name wrong i saw this on trevor noah and i'm like what he he showed us a clip in which he said i am rihanna Her name has been Rihanna the whole time. We've been calling her Rihanna for like her whole career. Oh my God. It's probably what people are going to do to me if I ever become famous. (laughs) My name is Elena. They'll probably call me Alana. (laughs) I've been called Alona and Atlanta. So I don't know. And Elena. (laughs) Elena. Elena. Those are my names. It's Elena. (laughs) Mermaid, call me Mermaid of Ecuador. That's another word you can call me. <laughs> my my beautiful friend whose name is Ra. He lives in Florida. He call he's he looks like a wizard. If there ever were a wizard in the world, he's he's it. But he he like dresses in long robes and crazy hats, and he has pictures of himself with like people dressed as mermaids and petting dolphins. He's pretty amazing. <laughs> anyway, he calls me calls me the mermaid of Ecuador because I've always been called a mermaid. That's just one of my nicknames. But <laughs> I don't know crazy stuff about Rihanna. Still like her music. Didn't realize that was her name. I wanted to say I want to take this is halfway mark of this episode. A little bit more than half, I suppose, now. But I want to take the opportunity to say once again, Happy Pride Month! Woo! We're here. We're queer. We're never gonna disappear. Yes. I have some news that will just make you so proud to be human and alive at this time. Taiwan. On May 17th, 2019, Taiwan became the very first country in Asia to give LGBTQ 
community people, full legal marital rights, including taxes, insurance, and child custody. Oh, finally, people get treated as people. But that's pretty cool, right? A lot of the people in Taiwan were a little bit upset, and they've had kind of a rocky road. People voted against it, then they had another vote. Same thing happened in Ecuador. So yay for Taiwan. Yes, yes, yes for gay pride in Taiwan. LGBTQIA pride in Taiwan. And check it out. Amor es amor in Ecuador. Yes, a couple hours ago, guys. Oh, I'm going to cry because last year I marched in the gay pride parade with the LGBTQIA community. And you know what? The woman who everybody affectionately calls, she has been an activist here in Ecuador for a very long time, fighting for gay rights, queer rights, you name it, rights for so everyone can be freaking equal. Okay. She has been fighting for this for a very long time. And she said last year, she said by next year at this time it is my goal that marriage between people regardless of gender or sexual orientation will be allowed basically just two hours ago in a constitutional court vote five voted yes and four voted no so guess what we now have gay marriage rights in ecuador uh finally freaking finally but yes i'm really proud i she i knew she could do it there's something so determining in her voice in that speech last year i thought yeah she's gonna do it thank god Thank God for people like her. So she stood up to the government and they've been putting a lot of pressure because even though now for many years, gay people have and lesbians and, you know, the LGBTQIA community have had rights equal to marital partners. They did not have the legal right to actually marry. Now they do. So they have 100% across the board, every bit of rights as cisgendered heteronormative folks that's awesome what's really weird about this case though is that in ecuador in 1998 they were the first country to ban discrimination of sexual orientation in south america so from 1998 until now what's that 11 years is that 11? Is that 20 year? No, 21 year. Why can I never do math on this show? 22 years or 21 years ago, they were the first South American um, country to ban discrimination against people because of their sexual orientation. 21 freaking years just to get to the gay marriage part. I mean, you know how many years I marched in the street? I was in the parade. I was out doing petitions and talking to people and, and leading. I was a leader in the queer community and strong queers united in stopping heterosexism on the, the Cal State Northridge campus. Um, I'm bisexual and, and, you know, I've 
I'm yeah, more towards men. You know, I'm more you know attracted to men in general. But I've dated women. I've had girlfriends. I've been in the I've been in the Pride Parade and I've been on TV in the Pride Parade. I've been interviewed on TV in Los Angeles for being a gay rights activist, an LGBTQIA rights activist. I mean, I was back there in the day when some of my friends did die from AIDS. In fact, I knew the first person to die of AIDS in in Grand Forks, North Dakota. I mean, I've been in the community my whole adult life. So I don't know, guys. I'm just like, it, it was a long, long, long struggle to get to gay marriage rights in the United States. And then to come to South America, it's like, okay, I'm going to start working on it here, you know, and I'll march and I'll sign, you know, things and I'll talk to people and counsel people and all that. And I didn't even really get to do much this year. And but a boom, but a bing, it's done. Oh my God. You know, in Ecuador, we have a constitutional right here to develop our personalities as we see fit. That's part of the constitution. You have the right to have your personality the way you want. You develop your own personality and no one, not even your parents, have a right to say otherwise. I'm like, wow, what a weird thing to put in the constitution. We also have the right not to be lazy. <laughs> like, what? You have the right not to be lazy. <laughs> How about the right to be lazy? But no, that's not in the Constitution. What if my personality that I want to develop is out of a lazy person? <laughs> oh God, let's just not get let's just get away from the Constitution of Ecuador. I love the Constitution here, though. Nature has rights, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, there's a lot of cool thing, but. Amor es amor in Ecuador. I am so excited about that. I cannot believe. <sighs> Finally, it's coming. Now, you know, actually, you know, speaking of Cape Pride, there was a fire rainbow <laughs> that was shaped like a tornado a couple weeks ago above New Jersey Beach. I did mention this one before, but I didn't give any of the details. Avalon in New Jersey. Um, there was, there was a fire rainbow, which really had nothing to do with rain or fire. (laughs) And it just, it was, it was very beautiful. Anyway, um, there's some beautiful pictures. If you want to go look this up, what a fire rainbow is, is a circum horizontal arc. It's what it's called. And it's when the sun shines above the horizon at exactly 58 degrees right on the nose 58 degrees above the horizon and when there are cirrus clouds in the upper atmosphere with ice crystals in them the solar rays will come through and shine and create a rainbow but it's not like a huge rainbow that arcs from end to end with a pot of gold at the end (laughs) there's never a pot of gold damn it I've looked (laughs) I mean, when I was a kid, I would create rainbows with a hose in the summertime and look for the mini pot of gold at the end. They're never a pot of gold. There's never, damn it, never. (laughs) Or I've just never been fast enough to catch a leprechaun. I think that's the problem. (laughs) 
So basically, these ice crystals will produce a rainbow effect. And this is reported by Shanti Universe on uh, June 1st. And it had happened like within the week before that. So it was just a couple weeks ago this happened. Usually when you see the fire rainbows, um, they are normally seen like half a dozen times a year in Los Angeles, Houston, you know, just the, you know, any place in the southern states usually. But L.A. and Houston are, are two places that they've seen them a little bit more. But usually it's in the southern states because of the way the sun has to shine just so. And usually in the summertime, you'll see these. So this is another really strange one. It's kind of weird to me because when I was growing up, this never happened. Uh, Gulf storms in Mexico on the western side a couple weeks ago had a 60% chance of becoming tropical cyclones, uh, even a hurricane situation. So I thought that was weird. I, I don't know um, if it actually developed into a hurricane, but w- since when have we had hurricanes on the western side of Mexico? In the Pacific Ocean. The word Pacific means peaceful. It's literally named Pacific because of how peaceful this ocean is. When the hell did this ocean stop being peaceful? It's so strange to me. Okay. Now this one I'm going to report on and I don't even know if it's going to make any damn sense the way I, I'm not a rocket science scientist, but you know, it's about a rocket. So hopefully you can make, make, and you know, just hopefully you're going to be able to understand it. The uh, Falcon 9 was launched this morning at 10.17 a.m. from Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. And three radar satellites were successfully launched by the private space agency, SpaceX, who is was started by, owned by Elon Musk, billionaire extraordinaire. So now, uh, basically, um, Canadians will have reduced service interruption He did this for the Canadian government, so they'd have reduced service interruption by the radar satellites. Um, This was all done in conjunction with the Canadian Space Agency because these are observation satellites and they are on a constellation mission. I'm assuming what that means is they wanted to, I don't even know, observe the constellations maybe I think that's what it is so I just thought that was kind of cool um they it was successful it was done it was just all professional I watched the footage today live it was pretty cool I I I'm pretty happy with the the whole Elon Musk uh space agency thing you know uh another thing is that Bob Bigelow another billionaire extraordinaire who is obsessed with space it's like, it's where all the billionaires are upset. They're all obsessed with space. Suddenly, have you noticed this? Jeff Bezos wants to launch people into space. Elon Musk has, you know, colonization of Mars goals and dreams in his eyes. He's got the Martian sunset in his eyes already. You know, people just want to be lobbed off into space. <laughs> and Bob Bigelow wants to have the first hotel in space, which I've known for a long time. If you've been an Art Bell fan or a Coast to Coast AM fan for the past 20, 30, 40 years, as I have, um, basically Bob Bigelow has been talking about this for a freaking long time and it looks like it's coming to pass. He's like 
going to do it. And on the International Space Agency, NASA itself has uh, the other day, I didn't, I saw the article and then I lost it again. I don't know where it went, but they were talking about having um, basically a hotel on the International Space Station. So pretty soon we're going to be able to go up and do that. I mean, you got to go to all your friends' houses a few times and grab all the change out of their couch to the tune of $25 million per person to spend 10 days in space in the International Space Station. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) A lot of money there. Oh my gosh. But how cool though, in a way, it is pretty cool. I, I, I would like to do that. I wouldn't mind. Uh, 10 days might be much, bit much. But I mean, once I'm up there, I might want to stay 10 days because it's going to be kind of fun. You know, I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of a recovery time. I mean, have you guys ever gone away for the weekend and like gone water skiing? You come back, you can barely walk. You can't even move. You're like so sore. I love water skiing. I haven't done it in years. But, you know, just any kind of anything. I, I took my kids to... um these sand dunes, the only sand dunes in all of South America. And we went and we went sandboarding down these long hills, these enormous dunes <laughs> face first. Oh my God. My favorite sport in the whole wide world. It was so fun. You know how hard it is not to laugh your ass off because you're afraid of getting sand in your mouth and you're like smiling from ear to ear with your mouth closed. You look like a complete psychopath going down the hill. It's so fun. But I mean, we did that for one day and we were sore for like a week. It was like, oh my God, I can't imagine going into space and having zero gravity and hopping around and floating around for 10 days and you're going to come back and it's going to be so hard to recover from that, I think, because suddenly you're going to feel so heavy, you know? Although that would be the prime opportunity to bring a scale with you and stand on it where it says you're like four pounds <laughs> or whatever. That might be the fun. I mean, that would be the money shot right there. Instagram, Twitter this. <laughs> okay, now this last one. Let's see, do I have one last one or two last ones? Um. Oh, yeah, no. The magazine Science Advances just reported today a new study in which they discovered, according to Samantha Trumbull, I think I cannot read my writing, Samantha Trumbull of Caltech University, or um, Cal, well, it's tech, yeah, Caltech, California. She basically um, said, and astrobiologists are super, super excited about this. They have said that the signature that the moon Europa is giving off shows that under the surface of the ice of Europa, which is one of the four moons of Jupiter, it's pretty exciting because it looks like there is salt water. If there is salt water on Europa, it's a pretty big indication that there might be extraterrestrial life under the surface of the ice in the salt water. The conditions are absolutely primed for some kind of extraterrestrial life right here in not only our own galaxy, but in our solar system. So that's really, really cool. And in other weird news, space news, there was a on the moon 
when the astronauts landed in the 60s, they heard a hollow thud and it reverberated and rung for a couple hours, they reported. Everybody heard it, freaked them out, like they just landed on a hollow moon. That started all the conspiracy theories of it being a hollow moon. It's not really a moon. Maybe it was a space station that was built, <laughs> you know. So what they've recently discovered, according to Secure Team 10, Tyler reported this week that they've discovered there's this big metal bin it looks like kind of like an underground bunker made from metal had been dug into the surface of the moon and then hidden you know with moon dust over the years so that might have been what they landed on but a satellite imaging has shown that on the dark side of the moon I think it was, no, I mean, actually they didn't land on the dark side moon. The dark side moon's another story that I'm remembering from my memory. Cause I didn't, my, right. My memory, my memory. <laughs> Can't remember how to say memory. <laughs> anyway, um, when they landed on the moon, basically that hollow thud sound, but now they've done some research with it. And they think that somebody at some point has actually, put a, like an underground bunker made from metal on the moon for some reason. They don't know who did it or why, obviously. We don't know. We just don't know. Um, by the way, I did forget to say that the Europa is like one-sixth the size of Earth's moon. So it's smaller than our moon. I don't know if that's important to you, but I just I had forgotten to mention. I didn't write it down. I forgot. So they did discover on the dark side of the moon that there is more water than they previously thought, but it's still hardly any. Like an eighth of a cup of water would be like in a ton of dirt, but it's a lot more than on the other side of the moon. So it's pretty cool. I mean, like back in the day when I was a kid, they thought that we were the only planet with water and we're the only planet with like bacteria or with any any form of life. Now they've found like bacteria floating around in space and water on the moon and water on Europa. And now the water on Europa has salt in it. And they had to go through this massive process of, they had to read the energy signature, but salt water does not give off a energy signature. So they had to see the color at certain angles. And then they had to duplicate it in a lab and the astrophysicists and the astrobiologists and all these imaging guys, everybody had to like work together as a scientific team. And it was like a really massive effort, but they discovered it and they were so happy. And I think it was just like seven, eight hours ago, they reported that there is actual on Europa salt water. That'd <laughs> be cool if there's like whales, <laughs> if they discovered whales. Oh my God, there's whales and dolphins. Who knew? <laughs> I don't know world is crazy the solar system is crazy it's all crazy it's all weird it's wild it's wonderful and so there you go guys that's that's pretty much all i got i had a lot of gay news today i'm happy about that because i don't usually have gay news some of it was weird and some of it was cool <laughs> i'm happy about rocket man i want to go see that now I wonder if that's playing in Ecuador. Oh my God, it'll be so fun to go see that in Ecuador. Now the gay marriage is legal. Oh, everyone's going to be out in droves. It's going to be so fun. 
I mean, it's not like people were like, the, people are always discriminated against in all countries, obviously, for just stupid reasons, you know? You know, color your skin, how tall you are, how fat you are, how thin you are. And people are always constantly, you know, picked on for one reason or another. You got freckles. <laughs> look at you. You don't have freckles. Ugh, look at you. You know, people are weird. People are weird. But <laughs> I'm excited, though. At least there's a little bit less, well, a little bit less discrimination in the world. <laughs> makes me happy. Hope it makes you guys happy, too. Anyway, well, this has been a really fun, at least for me, a fun, (laughs) happy hump day news (laughs) of the world, weird, wild, and wonderful. So, um, that's all I got to say about that. I'll be back tomorrow with all new, unique programming and a whole nother, another topic. I can't even tell you what it is right now, though. I have no idea, but it's going to be a fun one. I'm sure of it. Anyway, I am signing off now with peace and joy and the gayest sort of joy that possibly I can muster during Pride Pride Month. Pride Month. (laughs) I'm honestly, I'm so happy. Oh, yes, gay marriage. Hey, I got options in Ecuador now. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, It just, it just, it's like when there's one little bit of freedom Granted, like that's a big, huge chunk of free. When anytime that gets granted, it's like, oh, we could all breathe a little easier, guys. Even if you're straight, even if you're celibate, or you're a monk in the middle of nowhere living in a cave. Well, okay, if that's who you are, you're not listening to the show. Probably not getting a podcast, right? <laughs> Maybe you could siphon siphon the signal off those new Canadian satellites, right? <laughs> You can get my podcast on Spotify for sure. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It just makes me just feel like, uh, it's just like a little bit of a weight lifted. It's like something that's been on my mind for the past year. And now it's done. It's like, yes, baby. Yes. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. There's so many people that will be getting married this coming week. I want to go out and start looking and see if I can't see a couple weddings in the park or something. Cause it's going to be super exciting. Anyway, oh, and keto next week. Oh my God, it's going to be so fun. Okay, I love each and every one of you. Don't forget, you can write me anytime at metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. Send me a voicemail at anger.fm forward slash metaphysical. Anything you want to be played on the air, I will, within reason, of course, I will play it on the air. All right, now I am for real, so ain't enough with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.